our scripture for today is in Romans chapter 11, verse 25 to 32. Welcome, my friends and brethren in the Lord. Let me read our text for today. Romans 11, verses 25 to 32. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion, he will banish ungodliness from Jacob, and this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, for just as you were at the one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience. So, they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. God deals with us according to his mercy. Nobody is good enough and have the mirrors that he can claim that God is good to me because of who I am and what I did. It's all by his mercies. And his mercy is shown to all, whether Jews or non-Jews or Gentiles. God's dealing to the nation of Israel isn't capricious as Paul would like them to recognize. You know, the readers during the time of Paul may have thought that God is capricious to Israel. It means that God is just reactionary, means that because of the rebellion of the Jews, God, something like he is just reacting. No, God is not reacting. It is a plan of God. It's part of the eternal plan of God. God knows what, what would happen. And he was not caught in surprise that the nation of Israel has rebelled against him. God is sovereign. God will fulfill his covenant to them in the future. You know, He covenanted with them through Abraham and because of their rebellion, they went to idols and they disobeyed God. There is a partial hardening that has come upon them until the fullness of the Gentile has come in. Now, what the, does this mean, the fullness of the Gentiles? It's not that every Gentile has to be saved, but this means as many as will believe or the complete number of the Gentiles that will be saved will happen. This is a mysterious truth. This is a mystery that we may not grapple or understand in our finite minds. Today, Paul referred the Jews as enemies of the gospel, but it's just temporary because later God will fulfill his covenant to them that those Jews who are true believe, true sons of Abraham, they are the true Israel, they will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, not all of the sons of Abraham are true Israel. There is just a people who might descend from the race of Abraham. They are, they, their genes come from Abraham, but their hearts don't believe the Messiah as Abraham believed. But there is a so-called old true Israel. And this 
people will believe the Messiah someday and will be saved. In the future, as uh, prophesied by Isaiah here, written by or quoted by, by Paul, that he said here in verse 26 that quoting Isaiah that the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Now, this quotation from the book of Isaiah or the writings of Isaiah refers to the future of the true Israel. Even though they are going to experience some trials and tribulations because of their rebellion as a consequence of their sinfulness, this would be fulfilled that they will be delivered, they will be redeemed, and especially during the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. As Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 55 verse 20, and a redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares the Lord. Paul's words conveys the idea that this will include all the Israel to represent the true nation, the true nation who represents the true children or the true descendants of Abraham. So it does not necessarily mean to include every Israelite living during the time because not all in, all in Israel will believe the Messiah. The sin of the Israelites will be removed when they will obey the gospel and trust Christ for their salvation. God is a covenant-keeping God, and he will surely fulfill his covenant to his own people. That's why Paul said here that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. God's promise to them, especially to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, were great and unconditional promises that he would fulfill to bless them and make them a mighty nation someday. Since these promises were given by God unconditionally, means that all the conditions are, are with God. There is no condition for man to fulfill this. This is an unconditional covenant. God will carry this covenant to fulfill, fulfillment, to fruition, because the weight of certainty and perfection to do this lies in God. Are in God's promises, his gifts. When God promised to you and to me, when God promised to, me, to, to Abraham, there was no obligation that God will do this. It was just an act of God's grace and mercy to Abraham. God called the patriarchs like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to follow him. And he made an everlasting covenant with them that is binding to his descendants. So when we look at this as non-Jewish, we are Gentiles, we should watch not with arrogance and pride, but with humility. Because of the grace and the mercies and the patience of God to the nation of Israel. When we look at ourselves, when we look at God's dealing to the nation of Israel, there is not much difference. Both of us are disobedient to God. Both are rebellious against God. Yet God has shown mercy to us and even to the nation of Israel. Paul expects that 
God's mercy be abundant even to the rebellious Jews in as much as his grace is abundant to us who are disobedient as well. In short, God's mercy is the reason why we are what we are right now. As Limitations 3, 22 and 23 says, as Jeremiah coined these words, this should be an encouragement for us today and every day. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His steadfast love never ceases. They are new every morning. That's why we can always say every day, moment by moment, great is your faithfulness. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much, Lord. You have highlighted to us, Lord, about your mercies. Lord, what, what can we be proud of when we are so unworthy and deserving to receive your grace of salvation? We are just a people deserving to be punished and to be judged because we are sinful. Yet you are gracious and merciful to us, Lord. Thank you that you have extended your mercies and grace upon us. As you have extended your mercies and grace, Lord, even to the rebellious Jews, that someday they will come to terms with you and you will believe the Messiah. And I pray to Father that we'll continue to just be awed and we will not forget the wonders of your grace and mercy in order that we will be humbled. We will not be proud and arrogant, but reverential and fearful and worshiping you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.